Thank you for listening to the Reclaim Church podcast. We hope that this message is a blessing to your life. For more information on our church, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at ReclaimTX. Now please enjoy this message. Pasadena, me and my wife were from Pasadena. Uh, we moved there about three years ago in 2016, and we started a church there. It's 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 growing. It's so awesome. At one point in, all, in our church, there was nothing but people who used, who had been in jail. Like, that's our church a life in Pasadena. You wouldn't think that Pasadena, where they have the Rose Bowl, would be a crazy area. But let me tell you, man, there's bloods, there's crips, there's thugs. Like, there's one pocket that somehow I feel like God called us to. And let me tell you, it's crazy amen so that's where we're at uh we're, we're there and it's weird because in Pasadena they have like insane wildlife you would think that like I'm out here in in, in like the midwest but the, I think the first year we're there like a squirrel broke into our house and attacked me uh, there's like possums like living under our house like it's crazy uh, there's uh, our, our neighbors or our friends down, down the street they said that a bear was just chilling in their front yard he actually left him a little gift amen that he had to go and pick up later and uh, man it's crazy out there and and one time uh, I think we were heading somewhere for vacation and we, we drove to our in-laws or my in-laws and then I, I went to go like unpack the back and then when I went to go reach to the to like the back window, I go to get and I see this ginormous spider that like had hitchhiked from our house all the way to it was huge, you guys. I kid you not. And I kind of just like froze. I was like, oh my God. And I was about to like grab the thing and he was just chilling right there. Hitched a ride to Norwalk. He's like, where are we going now? He's like trying to hang out with us. Where, where are we going, fam? Uh, and and I, I freaked out and I kind of just like froze. And you know that that moment where you get scared and you like uh, I used to scare my brother all the time in our house I would like hide and wait and I'd scare him and he would always do like weird poses he'd go like like get all like crazy scared and stuff and that was me you guys and I completely froze amen and and you know what the the scripture and the the theme that you guys are talking about this this few sermons uh that few weeks from now is is giants must fall are, are you guys have you introduced yet? Or is this okay I'm all right, I'm going to introduce Giants Must Fall. Okay, I don't know if you guys have the, the thing here, you guys. He's going to be doing Giants Must Fall. And it's about, about attacking and, and, and going at your giants in your life, the things that are just huge and you feel like they can't, they, they, that, that, that intimidate you, amen. And what we find in Scripture, for the sake of time, is I'm just going to give you a little backstory. Uh, we, are, we know it, that in the, in the Scripture in 1 Samuel that, that the armies of the, of the Philistines and the armies of the Lord, they came to this, this, this territory where they're on one hill and a hill on another, and, and one, uh, the, the Philistines on one and, and the Israelites on the other, and they would line up for like 40 days, twice a day, they would line up, and then like, that was it. They're at a stalemate. And, and the reason why, because that the, the Philistines would, would push forward their, their, their champion, Goliath, and say, he would say, and he would taunt the, the, the armies, and he would tell them, like, yo, if, send one-on-one, -on -one, man. Send a guy out. And if he defeats me, we'll all be defeated. But the problem was that because how huge he was, because how insanely, uh, the, this insane difference between Goliath and then every single person on the, on the, on the, um, on the Israelite side, they were completely frozen. They were completely frozen. Like no one wanted to act. No one wanted to step out. No one wanted to come at Goliath because of these huge differences. And so, so I, I wanted to, to help you guys visualize the differences between Goliath and, uh, uh, and, and just like your basic, your average guy. Okay, guys? So, so I'm going to do something, and I might need some help here. So 
uh, Goliath, the Bible says, let, let me read it to you guys if you guys have the scripture. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 17.4, the Bible says here, Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out, out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. And guess what? He was over nine feet tall. So, so can, you, can, you, can you measure up nine feet tall? I want to help you guys visualize how huge this guy was. About nine feet tall. That's nine. The Bible says that he was over nine feet tall. Now, even standing on this platform, if I try to come at a guy that was about three feet high, I feel like, you know what? I'll see you in court, boss. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's huge. I mean, my man Mark here, is all, he's a tall guy. But even on top of that, man, that's huge. The difference was daunting. The difference between just like your average guy, I'm like your average guy, was completely daunting. Like I just would freeze anybody. Amen. Not only that, the Bible says in the next verse you guys have, uh, his weapon, his, his spear was like about 13 feet long. So can you do 13 feet and put it this way and like, let's, I'll, I'll help you stretch it out. You're talking about his spear being about 13 feet long. That this boy, this guy, he could just carry this thing around. And that the, the, the Bible says that the spear tip was like 15 pounds. That I, I think there was something special about it. Like the, 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 the tip of the spear, that it was like a, a certain type of material. So when the light would hit it, it almost looked like it would flashing fire. So imagine like this huge thing coming at you. And you like what you see on the tip is just like this flame of like of fire just coming at you on top of the spear. Like, this is intimidating. The, the, the difference is daunting. And not only that, the Bible says, here, I, I'll go ahead and take it. Thank you. Come on, give a hand to Mark. Sup? Not only was the, the difference uh, in his height, in his stature, daunting in his, in his weapon, but the Bible also says that his history, that his experience uh, as a fighter, was daunting to most. Saul, the, the, the king of Israel, who you would think would go out to battle uh, because he's the king, uh, he, he tried to lay it down for David. The Bible says right here in verse, um, in verse 33, when David said, I'm going to go fight him, he said, no, don't be ridiculous. There's no way you could fight this Philistine and, pro and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. He's saying this guy's a beast. So not only stature-wise, not only weapon-wise, but we're talking about his history goes way back. His history is just like his, his track record of everything, all the battles that he's fought, all the battles that he's won just goes way back. And there's no way that you were going to, there's no possibility that you're going to be able to defeat this guy. Isn't that crazy? Everybody was daunted by the difference and what I mean by daunted like like you ever you ever get home and like you, you had the AC running and then somehow like or for me in Pasadena the AC like the, the the electricity charges are insane I remember my first year we moved out to Pasadena and and I got hit with my AC bill after my electric bill after we installed their AC during like this the hot hot summer in 2016 and I was like daunted by by the amount that they had hit me with I was like there's no way like I could pay for my car payment with this with this electric bill so so the Bible, man, says that, that these guys were daunted by the difference. They were frozen by the differences between them and Goliath and the giant. And you know what's interesting is that everybody, I believe, has their own giants. 
Everybody has their own giants. We're not talking about, we're not fighting uh, uh, giants, the like physical giants. But man, I'm telling you, in the spirit realm, man, everybody's got their own giants. Everybody's got something that, that, that prevents them from, from gaining ground. Do you, have, do, you, do you have like a, a, a sin problem? Is there anybody in here who might have a sin problem or, or like a habit that you just have hard time gaining ground on that you feel like in church, Pastor Mike preached an amazing message and you take one step forward, but then this one habit just kicks back up and you take three steps backward. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about the, the different things in our life that, that when we're trying to, trying to go for God that they kind of taunt us. And, and they kind of ridicule us and, and those feelings that kind of come up sometimes when in anxiety and self, a uh, 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 low confidence or maybe even your spouse, amen, that's trying to like taunt you about like, oh, who do you think you are? They're trying, you're trying to gain ground and sometimes, man, I'm talking about even if financially you're trying to get out of debt, man, debt can be like the craziest giant in your life. Things that can kind of intimidate you and kind of stop you and, and, and cause you to, to, to be frozen in your faith. I'm talking about are there family curses in your life that there's nobody in your family who's ever walked this line of faith before. And it's like, man, well, if they never did it, man, how, what chances do I stand? And those differences, I'm telling you, those differences can cause you to feel like what you have is not enough. Who you are. It's just there's no way for me to get to where I want to go because this is who I am. And there's no way that I can ever become that, that man of God, that woman of God that God is calling me to be. That Pastor Mike just, I don't even know why he believes that in me. But he's just telling me that I could be a man of God, that we could be a, 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 a family of God. There's no way because this difference is so huge. In your strength, in your knowledge, in your ability, sometimes we could feel like we don't size up. But the truth is, and the good news is, it's not what you have with you. It's who you have with you. It's not what you have with you. It's who you have with you. Let me show you uh, what David did. And, and I'm not going to give you guys a spoiler. If you haven't read the story of David, tough cookies. Amen. Uh, because if you haven't read it now, like, man, you should have read it. And so if you don't know what's about to happen in the story, David wins. Okay. That's your own fault for not knowing the story. Amen. Um, David wins, right? Despite the differences, despite the fact that, that David was like this shorty, David didn't, uh, I'm about to go into the details of the differences, but there was, there was just like glaring differences between David and Goliath. Amen. That, that there is such a difference but it didn't matter to David. You know why? Because the difference that, that, because David approached the difference differently. He approached the differences differently. And guess what? It made all the difference. Okay, guys. All right. <laughs> Let me read to you guys what the Bible says here. Verse, 1 Samuel 17, 45. This is how David came at the differences. Everybody else on the, and the armies of the Lord saw the differences and they were frozen. But the, they, they, they saw the differences that made them feel inadequate. But David saw a different kind of difference and it fueled his fire to battle. Check this out. Uh, 1 Samuel 17, 45. David replied to the Philistine. You come to me with your ginormous spear, your ginormous, uh, your sword, spear, and javelin. But guess what I come at you with? I come at you with a massive difference that you do not have. I come at you with something that, that 
your entire army does not even any up to. I come at you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. Amen. God, David was like, man, I don't care. I'm not going to focus on the differences, these, these, these differences that will make any man feel inadequate. I'm going to focus on the difference between God and the enemies of the Lord. Amen. And that's why you and I, I'm telling you, if we don't want to be stuck, that if we want to conquer our sin and our sin nature, if you want to get out of, out, out of trouble in your marriage, you want to get out of, I'm talking about some financial issues, guess what you've got to start focusing on? Not the differences that set you low, but man, the difference between you and between God and your issues. Amen. The Bible says this. Um, oh, I didn't put it up there, you guys. We, we all know the scripture. If God is for us, who could be against us? Amen. The Bible says that, man, God is the one. He's the one that separates us from anybody here on the earth. The Bible says here in Exodus 33, 16, uh, how will anyone know that you look favorably upon me and uh, on me and your people if you don't go with us? For Moses in this scripture, the thing that set him apart, that gave him confidence to move forward was God's presence. Amen. Right here he goes, for your presence. Presence among us is what sets your people and me apart from other people. So again, I'll say to you in your encouragement, whatever giant that you're facing, whatever ginormous issue that you got going on, does anybody struggle with anxiety? Does anybody feel like they're less than? And you feel like, man, I'll never be able to get to where you're going, even collectively as a church. It doesn't matter what you have with you. It matters who you have with you. Come on. It doesn't matter what you have with you. It matters who you have with you. And that's what David did. He's like, I don't care that your, your, that your sword is ginormous. I don't care that your spear is just like, like ridiculous, like stupid big. Like no one should have a spear that big, dude. Like it's even too big for you, man. Like he doesn't care. He's like, I just care about the difference between my God and you. Like God will supply all my needs. God, he's so huge. It won't even matter what's, what I'm facing it doesn't matter what I see I don't care about that difference I honor the difference between God and this issue amen and I think man more believers would have more victory would find more ground would have more confidence would experience more joy amen if they just stopped focusing on the differences that made them feel less than and started focusing on the difference between God man yeah if you feel that way, let me tell you, if you feel like you're less than, if you feel like you can't, if you feel like, like uh, your past and X, Y, and Z, guess what? You're, you're absolutely right. Like, I'm not here to, to say that you in your flesh, like in who you are, like, like humanly, like it really is nothing. Like the Bible says that we're, that we're just dirt and we're going to go back to the dirt. And so in some, in some essence, I'm not trying to pump your, your self-confidence and, like, make you pump your chest here. I'm not trying to do that. Like, I don't want you to come out here. I, I know some churches make you, make you, like, people will preach that, like, you, you have value. You are, like, you are, like, you in yourself, man. You're just 100%. Like, you don't need to change. Like, that's, like, like, I know who I am, right? Like, I think you know who you are. Like, you, just as you know who your kids are, and your kids are like, like, they got chocolate all over their face, and you ask them if they eat chocolate, and they're like, no. <laughs> right? You, dude, I know who you, like, we know who we are. But the difference is focusing on him, not on us. Amen? So let me show you guys a few things that, that I think will, will kind of help us um, in how David didn't need to focus on the difference. He just recognized God is with me. It's all good. I could just go into any battle. So check this out. Number one, he didn't have a hype man. Okay. The Bible says that, that, uh, 
that Goliath actually had a, a shield bearer, someone with them, like, on his side, like, oh, you got this, Goliath. You know, like, that one guy just hyping him up, like, hitting him up on his shoulders, like, you got this, right? Um, and you can look into, like, what a, a, a armor bearer does, just, like, supports him in, in battle. Um, but actually, David didn't have anything like that. In fact, he had kind of, like, the opposite. The Bible says in verse, um, this is First Samuel chapter 17, um, in verse 28, when David's oldest brother, Eliab, his brother, okay, let me show you what his brother did. Uh, he had a great brother here. He heard David talking to the men about going into battle. He got angry. Amen? You guys, any, anybody got some sibling, sibling rivalry? Nah, that doesn't happen, right? Nobody feels less than compared to the brothers and the sisters. Uh, what are you doing uh, around here anyway, he demanded. Uh, what about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and your deceit. You just want to see the battle. First of all, I'd say, what battle, bro? You're just standing here. You know, <laughs> you're just standing. You're not doing anything. But what we see here is that even his brother, not hyping him, not believing him, not supporting him, just saying, dude, you shouldn't be here. You're just being irresponsible. You should be taking care, like, you have no business being here. Isn't that crazy? Is that weird that, like, some believers, when they see someone else rising up in the faith and, and they get a little jealous because they think that sh they should have been, like, on stage or doing whatever right next to Pastor Mike, they kind of, instead of supporting that person to rise up and doing something that they, that they can't or they're too fearful to do, they start just complaining about it? That doesn't happen, though, right? Like, not never. Just in California. Just in California, you guys. Um, <laughs> and so... He didn't have anybody hyping him up. How sad is that? Man, I would just love it. it I, another reason I love my pastor, because he takes me out to eat, and he hypes me up, man. He, he, knows, he knows the struggle of, like, church planning, and he'll just take me out to eat. Like, the other day, we went to Outback, and I was, like, getting my, my, my I was getting ready to pay, uh, and then he just, shoop, just swipes the thing, and I was like, man, dude, I love you, like, so much. Thank you so much. Amen. It was a steak and some shrimp, and I was like, man, you know, like, ah, oh, I love you so much, and, and he hypes me up. He's like, dude, I want to see you succeed. I want to see you thrive, and he does everything in his power to do it, but what we see in David, he didn't have a hype man. Like in, in like the rap world, do you guys, anybody listen to rap? Like the, there's always a hype man on stage. He has like a towel and he's just like, just throwing it, just like hyping it up, man. I wish we had some hype man in church. I mean, just hyping up your pastor. Just, just tell him how good of a job he's doing, amen. Uh, just, just, we need hype man. But David didn't have one. So guess what, he, guess what he did? He hyped himself. He hyped himself. Who, he's like, he hyped himself. The Bible says that he, he came out with this, this amazing, uh, this amazing uh, 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 hype that he told himself, like, dude, he, he's telling Goliath, you're doing this, but I'm going to do this. He's like, no one's over here cheering for him, for him except for himself. Except for himself. And this is encouragement to you and I because guess what? To help you get through those differences and not be shut down and frozen by those differences, you need to take the word of the Lord, take the presence of the Lord, and start hyping yourself. Take the word of the Lord and start encouraging yourself. I remember uh, when we first got church, uh, when we first went to, to church plant, I'm telling you guys, I'm not trying to hype your pastor just because, like, uh, like we're sitting at his house and, and, you know, I want to play video games at his house and just be chill and, like, um, but because I know, like, the struggle. Like, when we first went to church plant, we, we went through, like, some crazy, like, spiritual battles. Like, we would have dreams about, like, our kids dying and stuff. It's weird. Like, even this last, when I preached at Harvesters, my, my son got, like, this, he got bit by a spider and his legs started swelling up, the, like, the night before I was going to preach. I got sliced on my finger, like my finger got sliced completely open the two, three days before I was going to preach. 
That one was probably my fault. The devil's like, hey, I didn't do anything. You're just dumb. <laughs> You're just stupid. Uh, <laughs> and, um, but, like, stuff happens. And I remember going through these, these, I'm sorry if that word, the S word, offends anybody. Okay, I, I, I apologize. Uh, I will refrain from saying that today. I say that because I know that, um, in, not in a disrespectful way, but I know that some people are kind of like, they struggle with making sure that the people on the platform have a certain thing. So I apologize if that's offended anybody. Um, but I remember when we first came, came, I started having these like thoughts that I was going to die, that I was going to die like early, like young, and I was going to leave my kids. And I was like, dude, why? And, and what I did, I got this one scripture. It says, I will not die, but I will declare the word of the Lord. And so I just got that scripture, and I just started repeating it, and I started repeating it. I started shouting it. I started anchoring my faith on that, saying, I don't care what I feel. I don't care what I see. I don't care what, I, what my mind is telling me. I will not die, and I will declare the word of the Lord. So I took scripture, and that became my own hype. Like, I don't care what's going on. You know, my pastor's not with me all the time. I don't call him when I, when, when, when I stub my toe. Pastor, please help me. Like, there's moments where you as a believer can't rely on your pastor. You can't rely on the community. You have to take the word of the Lord and encourage yourself. Amen? Come on. Another thing that, that helped David get through these differences, is, uh, which is insane, is that, is that he didn't care that he didn't have armor. The Bible says that, uh, well, let me read it to you guys. The Bible says, then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet, and a coat of mail, right? He's like, dude, you can't go into battle without this stuff. There's no way. And David put it on, strapped the sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. And he goes, I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off again. That's crazy. Try to put it on twice. Like, oh, it's not working out. Oh, no, no, no. Just, 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 just do it. <laughs> put it on him again. Like, dude, I'm telling you, I can't do it like this, right? And, and I think it's so interesting that he removed an armor that everybody thought, even the king thought, dude, you can't go into battle without this. Look at him. He's got a ton of armor. Like, the Bible says that, that, that Goliath's armor weighed 125 pounds of chain mail. That's insane. And so, so he's like, dude, you need this or else you're not going to be able to make it. He's like, I don't care. I don't need it. It's all good. He's like, I, he, he removed the armor of a man who was too afraid to use it. Is that crazy? He removed, he's like, I don't need this armor. Like, it's not going to do me any good. If it's not doing any good, you're, you're even too afraid to use it. And what I think sometimes, uh, the, look, these are just principles, okay? Uh, I, I might be reading into it, trying to craft something that may or may not be there. But I believe that there's this principle about religion, that for you and I to, to, to like really have victory, the, the shell of what looks good, the shell of, of like religion that on the outside it looks good, but inside there's no power, inside it's just fear. Like if you try to put that on, guess what? You're never going to be able to accomplish what God is calling you to accomplish. You're never going to be able to get there. So when we're talking about, about being spirit-filled, like sometimes that can kind of irk people a little bit. Like, man, what do you mean? Miracles, signs, wonders, speaking in tongues? I do that with my wife, but that's about it. Okay, that went over right there a little bit. Amen. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's so interesting that he had to do it twice. Because honestly, religion is a thing that kind of just like revolves. Kind of just revolves. I feel like when you get good and you have this encounter with God, it's so easy to kind of just slip back into routine where your prayer isn't as powerful or passionate. 
you're giving in the beginning, you just love it, and now it's like, oh, well, there's more people at church, so it's like, I don't need to sacrifice that much, right? And more people showing up to serve, so I'm going to kind of just coast. And it's like this shell on the outside that looks good, but in the inside, man, like, you don't, David's cool, I don't need that. I could approach whatever situation without the shell of religion because I know who's with me. Amen. And check this out. The last one, I want to kind of just get you guys out of here, have a good time. Um, He didn't have a weapon, or at least a traditional weapon, right? The Bible says he showed up. He showed up to this battle with a sling. (laughs) Showed up to the battle with a sling, like a slingshot. Like, it's actually insane. Like, if you watch the videos about what these guys can do with these slings, they're insane. Like, they're extremely accurate. Like, it's, it's like this, this braided thing, and, and in the center it has, like, a little pocket, and you put the, 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 the stone there, and you just swing it, swing it, swing it, and you just, like, you dish it out. Man, it's seriously deadly, right? It's seriously deadly. But he didn't have the traditional weapon, like sword, spear, and all that stuff. The Bible says here um, in, in, in verse uh, 40, <laughs> not only did he not, I think this is so interesting, not only did he not have a, a traditional weapon, he's like, oh, I don't need this sword. It's all good. Um, I, I would have just imagined Saul, like, okay, well, what you got? What, what you got? You, what do you have? Like, what do you bring to the? Oh, I got a sling. I'm like, okay, um, okay. Well, how many stones you got? Oh, I don't have any right now. I gotta go get some. <laughs> what do you mean you don't? You, you came here first of all, no sword, and you have a sling, and you don't even have any bullets for it. Like, dude, you're completely unprepared. It's like, oh, I'm just gonna go get some. Like, that's. What? I mean, that's, I feel like that's my kind of style. Like, I'll just show up and like, oh, it'll just work out. You know what I mean? Um, and this guy, like, <laughs> I think it's so funny. He just showed up. It's like, I don't know if you guys watch Ninja Turtles, but who's like the weakest Ninja Turtle? Donatello. Like, dude, that guy's weak. He has, the, his, his staff doesn't even have like a blade on it. What are you going to do? You come up against someone with the sword. And it like falls off. Like, dude, you're so lame. Like this, you came here, you're going to fight. You don't even have any stones. Like, dude, what are you thinking? You're like, uh, and I'm thinking like like Saul's like you're you're gonna go up against this guy and you don't you're not even prepared you're not warring the same you're not battling the same and guess what for you and I in the spirit realm that's okay you and I do not war the same way that people war out there you and I don't go behind people and start gossiping behind people you and I don't start trying to manipulate situations you and I what we should be doing is engaging in prayer. You and I should be engaging in a different style warfare. Amen. It doesn't matter. You could show up to a situation. Oh man, this is pretty bad. I don't know how this is going to work out. It's all good because we're going to fast and we're going to pray and it's going to work out. Amen. We're going to fast. We're going to pray. We're going to believe God and he's going to make it all work out. Amen. And it's not even the words that you say. If you, you're still, you, you, you're, you're trying to get traction on your prayer life, I'm telling you, man, the Bible says that he could, he understands even just like the, the, the groanings of our spirit. Amen. Any married people here and, 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 and like your spouse makes a, a certain sound and you know, like, oh man, they're mad. <laughs> oh, they're upset. He, the, the Bible says that God can understand even our groanings. So, in, so in essence, it doesn't matter even what you say, but it matters who is hearing you. It doesn't matter what the words you say, but who's hearing you. And David, man, this guy war is completely different. And you and I, I'm telling you guys, prayer makes the difference. My mom, she, didn't she like, she fell on like 4th of July and she like busted her wrist or whatever. And we're like, man, that's pretty bad. 
and she's the doctor says she's gonna have to get surgery and everything. And I'm like, oh man, it's like I felt like a bad pastor because I'm like, all I could do for is pray for you. <laughs> like, you know, like it's so funny. Like sometimes people come to church and they they ask me like they tell me the situation and I just tell them like, okay, we'll pray for you. And they kind of like go, what? Like that's it? Yeah. That's the tweet. Send it. Like, send tweet. That's it. And then if you're believing here and you feel like you need something else, why? It really means that you just haven't grasped the fact that the power of prayer can move mountains. The power of prayer can help you shut down whatever the Goliaths and giants that you're facing. Amen? And, the, and that's, uh, I don't know, when I look at David's life, um, it's, a, it's an interesting story, right? And again, I, I understand this is like Old Testament stuff, and, and these are just principles that we're just pulling from it, right, to help us today, right? A, a good, like, biblical person who would just look and study the Bible will look at, look at the past and what, it, what stuff meant to them then and there, but then what, what truths can we pull here and now, right? And so these are just principles that you and I can just, like, begin to implement, right? And I don't know why I'm, I'm getting to this here. I think uh, I'm about to close right now. So if you guys want to, the worship team, you guys want to come up. But it's just so awesome that, that we have these examples about things, uh, about situations that were impossible, and yet people were able to overcome them because, because they trusted God. And, and I don't know what type of situations you guys are in, but, but the whole entire encouragement is for you to gain ground against your enemy. You to gain ground. You know what? The enemy, I know we're, like people can say the devil. I know as a church we want to gain ground uh, um, from light to dark. We want to see people saved. But you know who your biggest enemy is? It's you. You are your worst enemy. I know I am. You know when people say all the haters, I'm going to shut down all the uh, hater vision, block out all the haters. Like, dude, you're your own, like you're the worst person for your own progress. Like, there's no one else out there. You can't, like, give that response. Like, you have to take responsibility for your own action. It doesn't matter what anybody else is saying. Like, dude, you are, you are the person who holds your own progress in your hands. And you look at King David's life, or this is pre-King. Afterwards, he actually kind of just, like, he did himself in. He went up against this massive giant, against all odds, and the giant didn't even stand a chance. But guess who fell David? Who fell David? Himself. He fell himself. He chopped down his own success. He chopped down his own ability to like come before God without any kind of like guilt. He turned his like perfect record into like this disaster. And so for you and me, man, like, what kind of ground do you want to make against yourself? Doesn't the Bible say that we should die to ourselves? And so this morning, we want to, we want to give an opportunity for everybody to, to respond to that, to say, you know what, like, I know who I am, God, and, and I know who you're calling me to be. And I want to make a covenant with you. I want to make a commitment. I, I want to send out a prayer and ask you to help me desire to do good. Not even to do good, but to, like, God, help me want to do good. You ever been there? 
You got kids? I, I, like, so my prayer is, God, not, not only help me take care of my kids, but help me want to love my kids because they're just so crazy sometimes. And so today what we're going to do, we're going we're gonna to bow our heads and we're going to close our eyes and we're going to go before God. there's anybody here, I want to do an always call to accept Christ. First and foremost, man, you feel like you don't know Jesus. You feel like you've, you, when it comes down to it, you feel like you're all alone or maybe you're in some stuff and God wants to set you free. God wants to deliver you and you want to walk into that relationship with God. And if you're here tonight or this morning, do me a favor. Can you just raise your hand? You want to accept Christ. If there's anybody here. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For more information on our church, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at ReclaimTX or check us out on our website, ReclaimChurchTX.com. Thank you for listening.